Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mickey's podcast. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we are uh, not live on YouTube as we would normally have been. Uh, we're still trying to figure uh, a way out uh, for us to do that for you here on the Cantina Mickey's podcast. But uh, nonetheless, you are a subscriber to one of our many podcast outlets, and you have uh, had this downloaded directly to your device, and you're listening to this on your way to whatever it is that you do on Monday morning uh, after a weekend of some wild and woolly Liga Mekis action. So we're happy that you're with us. Joining me as always, my partner my in, in the Gentleman's Agreement, a man who only buys his breakfast tacos from Lady Taco de Canasta. Of course, I'm talking about Joel Aceves, who joins us from Irvine, California. Joel, how are you, sir? Greetings, John. I'm doing very well, especially with seeing how the goats are doing. They're beginning to to leave the bottom. I had told the I had told the lads at the Chivas of the North podcast. <laughs> There's nowhere else left for Chivas to go. They're already hit rock bottom. Primero que nada, hay que felicitar a Chivas porque ganaron bien. La neta, hay que dejarnos de tonterías. It's true, and uh, it, it's you know the season is playing out the way I kind of thought it would, uh, and, and, and kind of and I'm sure how, how how you thought it would. You know, Tomas Boy is slowly. Uh, I mean, I mean honestly, I, I I know that the people look at his past coaching record, and and it's not the best, it's not the worst, but it's not the best. I mean, it's not like he has, you know, and uh, Ojitos Mesa type credentials or a La Puente or, you know, a Vuce, you know, someone who uh, who can do no wrong. But uh, you know, Tomas Boy has uh you know since his playing days is, is a guy who was supremely talented has a huge chip on his shoulder and 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 frankly you know you know we, we talked about it on this podcast if, if chivas can play with a chip on their shoulder then they can uh, do well and uh you know you know chivas isn't the kind of team that has hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on their salary and and, and frankly they're their player pool isn't uh, as as wide as other teams, so they they, they kind of have to, you know, look look for other intangibles to help them become a better team. And I think that that, that having a certain kind of attitude is is something that, that that absolutely helps. I think Tomas Boy, in that sense, I think is is a perfect fit for Chivas because I think that you know eventually uh, the players will um, start to. Uh, emotionally you know take on some some of some of their coaches traits and i think we're beginning to see that john and and just to go on what you said thomas boy nickname is el jefe they don't call you the boss just because and i think that's that's the type of attitude that, that the players needed to have in a in a coach Especially at a place like Chivas, where where there was just uh, there was just no leadership from you know from anybody from the canteranos from the the the, the high priced signings uh, you know the, the 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 veterans that were there they, they they just didn't have it. I know that a lot of Chivarmanos are 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 still upset of of the Oribe Peralta signing. You know it's not you know he's not necessarily the uh, you know he's he's you know he's been around a bit, uh, but you know he's obviously a, a, a great big leader, and and has influenced the locker room. I think well, you know we're we're seeing that with some of the other folks that have come in, uh, folks that have been in those positions before, like Boyo Diseño, who was the captain 
of Mexico's U17 team. You know, he, he, that's starting to rub off. And even the players are starting to rub off, you know, a little bit on Tomas Boya, if I'm not mistaken, after the third goal. I think Oribe suggested to Tomas, hey, maybe you should do your little goal dance that you like to do when, you, when you're celebrating. And, and, and so it's uh, – <coughs> now let's not uh, get too ahead of ourselves, Joel. I mean, it wasn't as if they beat uh, Atletico Madrid. They beat their, their filial. They did. <laughs> Atletico San Luis, uh, who uh, are – you know, you look at that roster, and 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 and, and I would I would pay someone five dollars they could tell me where, where where one of those guys played before they went to to, to Atlético yeah. San Luis. No, it's very true, and and uh, but but it's still I would still celebrate just because you're beginning to see a turnaround, and even last season, um, she was was having difficulty beating those type of teams. Uh, they couldn't beat Veracruz. You know, they lost to Puebla at home pretty handedly. Uh, so so not only do you have the team finally scoring, like Chofi scored, and he hadn't scored in a year. Uh, Pulido is, they, granted, they've been penalty kicks, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's getting into that rhythm. Alexis Vega has been scoring. He, he had two goals in the cup, and he got a penalty kick. So you're beginning to see some of these players that were pretty lethargic, you know. And and not only that, uh, this is boys' fourth, third or fourth straight win at at the Akron, and that was you know one thing to rescue. Sure. Because as we saw the zombie life, um, even when Matias was there, they went a whole year without not a whole year, a whole tournament without getting a home win. And and so, I mean, we have to go to the archives now if we want to see the last time Chivas got four straight wins at home. It ha- it has been a while, and uh, <clears throat> no, you're right. I mean, again, you know, we're not, you know, we're not gonna, you know, as they say, we're not we're not throwing campanas al aire here. We're, but we but we are being a little realistic. But you know, with Chivas now, it's not, you know, we're not saying that Chivas is it, you know, at that level yet, you know, but they're. You know they're 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 getting better. They're they're at the they're at the Nat King Cole level, I think. You know. So 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 that's that, that that's where Chivas are right now. They're uh, they have seven points, so that means that out of the four games, they've won two, lost one, and, and drawn one, which is which is not a bad start, frankly. In in Liga Mekis, you know, as we know, a, a three or four game win streak can 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 vault you from thirteenth to third uh, very quickly. So you know, Chivas fans should be you know I think they should be cautiously optimistic. Uh, I, I, if I were a Chivas fan, I would want my best players to start playing well. And I think that you know, as you pointed out, um, you know Alan Pulido, you know Alan Pulido scores that penalty. You know I would much rather him, as a Chivas fan, score that penalty and and then get a little confidence moving forward than to miss the penalty and just be and just be totally rocked from here on out. You know, I have no problem with with Oribe starting, you know, uh, either because, I mean, who would you rather have starting Oribe Peralta or Alexis Vega, who is hasn't really proven himself as a as a as a as a, a player at Chivas yet? So let him prove himself. You know, if if he supplants Oribe, you know that that is not such a bad thing. Well, and, and you know what, John? In the past, we've seen this mistake where we uh, Chivas threw a lot of young players; they put him in the starting role. Because they would have like, you know, be, before they even won their position, they just threw him in there because they were going through a mini hot streak 
or they had that one good game, um, and then they would end up just not being able to, to um, you know, <laughs> sure. not, not be able to cope with, you know, Carlos Ferro is one of them, because uh, he's been playing since he was very young, he was like 17, 18, and he was one of the players, even uh, uh, Marco Fabian back then, and it's like, you, you went in without having to to earn your spot or win it, um, which is like if we look at Chicharo, he had to win his spot. He had um, and he had Borghetti. He had Borghetti right there. Right. And I forgot who the other guy was, uh, but there was there was two guys there that that um, it could have been that the guy that uh, Pasco Aguirre took to Osasuna, Carlos. What was his name? Oh, uh, Carlos, Carlos, Ochoa. Carlos Ochoa, right? Yeah, I think it was him. But he had two veteran players, and there was a couple other, because uh, you had that uh, Pina Arellano, and, and, and at that point, the Pina Mexican, was The playing, Mexican Leo Messi. He, he was playing even better. Um, but but Chichar ultimately won his spot, and I think we're beginning to see that with, with Alexis, where he's beginning to win it. And we saw what happened the other season when they threw him in there. And he was just having a hard time, <clears throat> you know. Sure. But but I do I do think the, the other thing is with I see because there's there's been a lot of hate on on um on Oribe from a lot of the Chiva faithful. They're doing the countdown on <clears throat> on how many shots does he get or how many minutes, <clears throat> you know, the very Mexican thing to do right. that we see with the Mexican yeah, media. Let's, is the square let's, like trash, let's trash the legend. But yeah, let's trash him because he's not playing like we think he should. But the other thing is, like, you have a player like that that the, the club brought him, and and it's it's like he wasn't going to come in to write the pine. You know, he, he got his contract, and obviously he was going to be um, – he was going to be assured X amount of minutes or X amount of games. Right. So, I mean, at least we have to respect that. But I think at the same time, having someone like that in the field, it takes some of the pressure away from the other players. And and someone like, like Pulido there before, they're, they're beginning to loosen up and not have to carry that burden. No, you are... Uh... You are exactly right, uh, Hoyle, and uh, and right now, like as we said, Pumas is on seven points after four games, so they're in sixth place. So they are in the Liguilla zone with uh, you know some of the usual suspects. Uh, Santos, who has uh, started off the season on absolute fire, uh, four four wins in four games, uh, twelve goals, two against. So they have a plus ten Santos. right now. But but John, we must point out the opponent Santos has faced. Hey, that's you know, and 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 that's okay. But you know what? So you you yeah. have to you have to win those games. No, you do exactly. But I would, I would, I I just I don't see them as strong as they look. And and if you look at the whole, their mass fixtures, their whole calendar, they have a very good, a blessed road to the Liguilla. And uh, I'm not hating on Santos. We've we've praised them before. We we've talked about how they have a good model, uh, you know how often they're sure. fighting for a campeonato, and but but this team to me doesn't seem as strong as previous teams that they've had. It seems a bit weaker, and uh, I could see them getting to Liguilla, but 
I could even see them finishing top four just on their calendario alone. But I could see them exiting early. Santos in their four matches, they've beaten Guadalajara uh, 3-0. They beat Juarez 3-0 and uh, Atlas 2-1 before beating Puebla the day 4-1. Now, three of those games also who have been have been in Torreon. And yes. uh, I'm not sure uh, if, uh, if if you've been to Torreon in August and in July. It's 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 it it, it can it can be a little uh, warm, and they also play their games, <laughs> uh, you know, at the at the absolute hottest time time of day. Again, you have all these uh, things in your favor. The scheduling is in your favor. You have uh, a really good home field advantage that's <clears> in your favor. But unfortunately, what you have to do is you have to, you have to be able to suck the marrow out of those out, out of those opportunities, and Santos yes. has, has done that in spades. And you know, at this point, with with thirteen games to go, they're half they're a little more, a little under halfway home for getting the points necessary Ouch. to uh, to be in the Nigia. So they are they yes. are definitely definitely sitting pretty. And their leading man Furch, he's about to get his Mexican uh, citizenship, and he's already he's already. Um, you know, put a signal to Tata to call him up, you right. know. And uh, I, I think, personally, um, if he's on fire, why not? You know, I think if a player is, is you, you know, to, to quote the great, uh, the late great Longo, que momento, if you're going through a, a good moment, <clears throat> give him a shot, you know. Sure, yeah, if, if, if you're in a hot streak, I, you know, there's... Um... There's no reason why you uh, why why you shouldn't want to do that. So uh, I know that uh, we have our our, our friend uh, Daniel Preciado, who's a, a big Santos fan. But uh, I think that in, uh, in 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 his honor, when, when when he does come on, when we talk Santos, we play a little little Star Trek music for his, for the Warriors. So when we play this. <laughs> In, uh, in 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 Dan's honor for for his uh, for his Guerreros that have uh, that have uh, started as, as as well as you could start in uh, in any league when you go uh, four wins out of uh, the first four matches. In addition to that, Joel, uh, you know you talk about the Santos's schedule, and, and and you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it is they're, they're they're out of the next five games, they play uh, Monterrey at home. And Leon on the road, they have Pachuca and San Luis and Necaxa. So, again, uh, some winnable <laughs> matches. And then the next, the next four, uh, they have Veracruz, Pumas, Tigres, Tijuana. Again, some very, uh, very winnable games. And then they finish off uh, the the season with Morelia, Querétaro, América, Cruz Azul, Toluca. So they have, uh, you know, three very tough games at the end when they could be already qualified for the Liga. Now, now that could be a kind of a double-edged sword because as, as we've seen in Liga Mekis uh, particularly, that if you might have be top of the table the whole season, you know, one or two, whatever it is, but if you kind of run into some tough moments there toward the end of the season and lose a little of your momentum, then, then you don't have a very long stay in the actual postseason in, in the Liga we, itself. Uh, we've seen also, I remember... Um... Daniel Travieso Guzman, when he was coaching Cholos, like the first half of the season, um, <clears throat> the Stadio Caliente was just, you know, it was like if you had a game there, it was almost like you had already conceded defeat, at least for the first half. 
and they were going in strong and still don't know what happened. <laughs> some, some, something must have, something went wrong. And after the first half of the season, they just crashed to the point that they missed out on the playoffs. Right. And well, I think Travieso has recovered because we haven't seen them we in haven't first seen division him since. since. No, that, that, that's a <laughs> He's very still in hiding. You know, and, and, and to Santos's credit, Joel, I mean, this is a team that we've talked about on this show and have 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 done. I mean, really, nothing more than you know, kind of sing their praises, just because they 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 they're a, they're a club that seems to get it as far as how they they go about their business. You know, their their GM says, you know, we we look at every year as 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 a as a, as a point in a three years. You know, we want to be able to be extremely competitive you know to, to to have a really good chance of winning a title about every three years or so and uh you know in the, within the past three years santos has 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 won that title so i think that there might be a little bit early here but th- but this is again nothing new that that, that that santos has done again you know we pointed out the some of the built-in advantages that they have um the other thing that, that santos has done when they when they get off the starts like this is they usually don't let go they're, they're usually a pretty solid team throughout the season when 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 they get on a hot streak like this and uh but like you said uh you know depending on how they end up uh, I do remember I think it was in 2007 Santos was just rolling people left and right and uh in, in the regular season that was when uh, Achita Ludueña was you know they just won the title they were just just smoking out they're just a really good team and they played Pumas in the Liguilla and Pumas for whatever reason scored three <laughs> goals Three goals in the first twenty minutes, whatever it is, of of, of the opening <laughs> leg, and and literally, you know, white knuckle hung on the rest of the way. It was just just a completely bizarre <laughs> set of circumstance. And and then Pumas ends up, you know, making go, going all the way to the final, and unfortunately losing to to uh, Atlante. But uh, it, um, you know, Santos again is is a team that you know since 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 they came in in the mid nineties. I, I think it'd be you'd be hard pressed to find a team that that's been more consistent did, than they have. Did they did they come? Did they return or or were they? They well they they, they used they to bought have, a franchise. I can't remember exactly which which one it was, but they 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 were kind of born in in first division, but they did have a team. Like when I was a kid, they have that uh, the, the area had a team Laguna, that was terrible. I mean, they were just one well, one of my. Uh, first memories of watching any game was knowing that they were terrible. I remember the phrase, y se salva la laguna satavo. They just, you know, they were, they were, they were so bad that, you know, that, 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 that divine intervention had to, had, had, had to help them out. So I think that it was in, in, in the early nineties, uh, I think that they, that they bought a franchise and they moved it to Santa. I can't remember exactly who it was, but I think that, that is the case, but they haven't looked back. I mean, they, they have great fan support. I mean, that, that I, remember, I remember the old stadium they used to play in. That you know when they play those games at four o'clock or whatever it is on 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 Sunday, man, that place was rocking. It was it was intimidating as hell, and uh, they they get good crowds there at uh, in Torreon. So uh, very happy to see uh, 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 Santos playing well, but frankly, you know, completely not surprised that they are. So once again, a tip a tip of our hat to our to our friend uh, Daniel Pesela, and I hope and I hope Joel for for Daniel for Daniel's sake that he's wearing his either medium or large Santos shirt right now instead of the instead of the the double X. <laughs> so hopefully uh hopefully that he will has be been he thing. has been uh, exercising. 
Yes. To, exactly. to his coaching duties. That's exactly right. Oh, you're absolutely right. He is. Uh, he's, he's. He's definitely. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear from uh, from from Profit tonight. He said that he has a you know a good chance of uh, of, of of coming on. Well, Joel, we should uh, probably uh, we, we've 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 talked we've talked Chivas, we've talked Santos, we've talked the leader, we talked the you know the the the, the novela team. Uh, we should probably talk about uh, about Toluca and America, Joel, because uh, uh, we were when we were putting our, our show together, we were thinking, you know, th- that game is, is as close to a clásico as, as as there is, and it, it probably should be, but for some reason, no one ever wants to call. It. And, and if, if you ever talk to our our our, our resident Americanista on the show, Ronda Luna, when you bring yeah. up, when you bring up Toluca defeats, he gets he gets angry, and he yeah, he gets angry over over those than he does anything else, which I find very interesting. There's a lot of, you know, I, I look at it. I, I look at hate for a team like if if you could describe it as some sort of, some sort of object that 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 lives in your body, you know, like. I think of the, you know, just like this festering, huge, red, just uncontrollable thing that just lives inside of you. When, or, or, or you could have like that tiny, just extremely powerful, but very small, like, 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 you know, a thousand pounds of pressure compacted little black, bitter bitter black ball of of rage that, that lives, you know, in the, in the in the in your absolute core of your body, you know, th- th- those are the two different kinds of of hate <laughs> that you can harbor for a team. And I think that that Americanista fans have the have the, have the, the bitter black black ball of rage for Chivas because you know it's it's a but I think yeah. have to have the the festering the festering the uh, festering the hate for 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 Toluca. We'll have to ask an Americanista you, to, to verify. Well, you know thing. what, John, I am trying to get off topic here, but I think with Liga MX, they don't do a very good job of. Of promoting rivalries, uh, they just—they only promote they seem, three. Yeah, they seem stuck on those three, and they think the others can't. I remember for a while, um, Vergara was starting this pretty intense rivalry with Pumas. It was pretty fun, man. Even that band Molotov jumped in and made a song, <laughs> and they were doing billboards, and and then it just sort of went away when he stopped doing it. But I think the press never even. Picked up on that, right? And it's like for so for your Chivas, you, it's like it's like you're only allowed to be rivals with them. <clears throat> so there was there with was Atlas a, in in America. There there was a lot going into this match, Hoyle. So we have we have the you yeah. know the, the master and the and, and and the pupil with 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 La Volpe and uh, and, and Pio Herrera. So we have you know the the and then you know at some point you know the the the, the student has become the master because he's had some success against him. Uh, so we have where Dan, you know, Giovanni makes his first. So I couldn't think, Joel, for for a guy who's never played professionally in Mexico, to make your your first start as a professional uh, in in Toluca. <laughs> I mean, could you think of a worse place? The, the Devil's Cauldron, yes, well, even higher altitude than Mexico City. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that that to me is it was just a, just a, a very unfortunate spot for. I mean, I'm sure Giovanni was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Uh, and, he'll he'll and, uh, get used to it, but uh, good. Yeah, it's it's tough to adapt. I'm sure he's he's gonna be better for it though in the long run. Uh, but things don't seem to be going well for La Volpe this season, huh? I don't think uh, his Devils have won a match. 
uh, Toluca is uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a look here. They are uh, not uh, they are not doing. There's only one team <laughs> that is doing worse than Toluca right now, and that's Vera, and that's Veracruz. Oh man! Yeah. So so Toluca has has drawn one and lost three. So not the but again not not, not the best of starts for Toluca, but you know they go on a three game win streak, which again a, a team that is that has the, the tools and the tangibles at their disposal to do so. But they haven't invested like like it's been a while since we've heard of any any signings coming in there, any right. top signings or any any big name going into Toluca. Um and and I know they were working their youth. Uh not sure if Well Real is still with them. And having La Volpe won't make sense if you're trying to promote younger players and and that could take a while if you have a you know, if you're going to bank on the youth, it could take a season or two to sure. Well, I mean, as long as, long, as long as they're committed to doing that, then you know that's that's great. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see then. Uh, we'll exactly. see then because uh, La Volpe could very well be the first in the chopping block. Nah. Uh, nah, whoever <laughs> think whoever's so? coaching uh, Juarez is going to. I mean, yeah. it's already. You know, it's it's technically, I would say not technically. Usually by match week five. Match week six, we have the first, the first of the coaches coach, that coach decapitation. Sent. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, La Volpe seems top of that list right now. Well, uh, unless uh, unless Toluca's committed to a project with right with him, which I would which I would hope that they would be. I mean, you know that that's coach. Yeah, I don't think they're in pro- relegation problems. I don't think they're you know and, and again you know, any... you know they'll be fine. You know, I, you know let them. But but uh, but as far as the sign is, you're absolutely right. I was thinking about that today actually, because you know you know aside from Cardoso, who obviously was just you know uh, you know outside of Picolin, the greatest player in Liga MX history. <laughs> uh, the uh, you know they had Mancilla, and they had a couple. I mean, so they've they, you know the, the the strikers have always been there. They've done they're, they're like Santos. They do really well with the strikers that they get. And they, no, and they would have some Chilean or other Paraguayan internationals in right. the team. Yeah, no, they, they they've, they've always had a very uh, a very strong team like that, and uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I mean, I, they have, you know, you know, not anyone. You're like, oh wow, you know, that that that's going to be, you know, pretty pretty intimidating. They just, I mean, maybe maybe that guy that is it was Pardo, I think his name is will uh, will 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 play himself into that, but uh, hasn't uh, has hasn't happened yet. For, for Toluca. Now, another team, Joel, that was... Uh, uh, wait, wait, John. Oh, wait. Before we jump, uh, who, who does Toluca face next? Well, let's have uh, a look. So, And they were at home, so I imagine they go on the road. Yeah, things do not get easy. Well, they, they don't necessarily get too much easier. They, they have to oh, play... Man. Uh, they have Monterrey in, in, uh, in the Tamalera next week. Oh. And then they have Tijuana, Necaxa, Pumas. So, yeah, it's a bumpy uphill. It's an uphill battle for uh, for El Bigotes. I don't know, man. I don't know, John. You know, I hope the Lucas committed to their youth program. You think but patience will run will run thin in the in the land of the chorizo? I I think they've shown it because they did it with um with Cristante, you know. They yeah, were... and, and he and well he did make a he did make a final so. 
you know, like I said, I I, I think that Pachuca, I'm sorry, Toluca Joel is one of the one of the more patient teams in in, in, in Liga MX, and uh, they, uh, I, I just I just don't see them pulling the pulling the trigger. Yeah, because I, I know they invested on their stadium. I don't know if that took that took some of the money. You know, <laughs> they, they put a lot of money during their what was their centenario not too sure. long ago. It's funny and, you mentioned uh, that, Joel. I was uh, watching. Uh, on I don't know if you have Amazon Prime, but if you do, I highly recommend just just searching FIFA, and you can watch all the official World Cup films from previous World oh, Cups. Oh, wow! Yeah, it's uh, so I watched 1970. Just an just an absolutely outstanding documentation of a tournament. I mean, they, they they almost went through every 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 game except you know a couple of, of group stage games, but like game for game, and. Uh, I got to tell you, Joel, uh, I, I, the uh, seeing the stadiums the way they were, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of sad, but kind of also like, oh man, that, that was a really nice looking stadium. But seeing just like where the Jalisco was, like back then, which is like in the middle of nowhere, and of course now it's like you know in in the thick of town and and the Azteca the same way, and the, and the stadium in León and Puebla, it was. Uh, it was pretty cool, uh, and uh, like I said, I think that the actual documentation of the tournament itself was uh, was really good. <clears throat> so I, I highly recommend watching those. It was uh, very interesting. I'm sorry, as you were saying back about uh, Toluca. Well, just that that it seems like they just haven't invested much. So uh, not sure what's going on there. We would have to do some research. Well, you think. You think it was because of the fact that they renovated their stadium that they kind of had to pump the brakes on, on, on player movement just to kind of get back into the black a little bit because they had to extend themselves on the that, stadium. You know, just going off the top of my head, that could be one of the things. The other one is, uh, you know, whoever's financing Toluca, you know, how's it going with their their prime business, you know. Did they uh, have have they have they called you yet, Joel, for your for your advice at Toluca? Did you, is that no, one not the, yet. Is, not that, yet. is that one of the teams I'm you consult? I'm still waiting for a Maudi's call. Yeah, he hasn't blocked you on Twitter yet, has he? No, no, no. Right. He hasn't blocked. No. But yeah, but you do you, do you go looking for trouble for? No, I guess you can't because. He, no, I never. Yeah, I never he's did. Not a, he's not a. He's not. He's not. Uh, branded with the sign of the devil. I cracked a joke. I. The guy that blocked me and I made a joke and I think it was it wasn't even the stage full was um Carlos Albert. And I was like I was like, damn, I didn't even attack that guy. I just cracked a joke. Uh Higuera did block me and I did I did go. I was pretty vociferous there. Said some not so nice things. Uh and then Can I can I can I venture to guess? With uh, what it was that you said, I think it was. F you, f you, f you. <laughs> You're cool. And f I'm out. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. So. Yeah, and uh, Mati, I kind of, I wrote some stuff, but then he was he was cool, and then after that, I've just, you, you know, you, I. You respond. You Mati responded to you on Twitter. No, no, but he he never blocked me despite. For what my you, early criticism. What did, so you you would criticize him directly? I well, I called him a cara rota, and it's uh, 
in, in Argentina is like a saying for someone that's like, like you're a thief, Oof. you know, like, like so <laughs> if they call you a cara rota, it means you're like a, you know, shifty character. Dang. This was cause, uh, you know, cause uh, when he was claiming he didn't know that he didn't know that, uh, when he arrived to, to Guadalajara, that, that Chepo was still coaching. Like he, he tried to like say, I didn't know, which I call BS. Uh, and I missed an interview with Chepo and I can't find it where he said that he was aware for a week that they were trying to get rid of him, which collaborates with something that I heard from someone that worked at uh, Chivas. Uh, a Chihuahua guy that Imagine tweeted. How uncomfortable that must have been for Chepo, where, you know, for a whole week he's walking in the rooms where people just come to a dead, just stop talking because he walks in. <laughs> well, <laughs> for a whole week. I mean, uh, I'm sure I'm sure he caught on after a week of that. To an extent, yeah, but I think, but I also think he had like a really good contract where it's like you're getting three million, you know. Yeah, <laughs> obviously it was a very nice because your severance package. Yeah, exactly. Here's your three million, a uh, case of Chihuacola, and uh, I don't know, some Omni and, Life and, supplements. And a year subscription to Chivas TV. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, so which, I mean, which, I think it sucked just because he likes to work and, and the type of professional. But at the same time, it's like, hey, you know, you're going to pay me three years, two years worth of, uh, you know. So Chivas TV, Joel. Chivas TV in the U.S. Yeah, if, what about if they can they get a hundred thousand views for people paying ten bucks, ten bucks a pop? Probably, but I'm like, uh, I wonder how much that would. Because you make good money that way, but at the same time, it's like, if you're a sponsor, that's not a lot. That's, no, that's not. poor rating. Especially for, for that team. Or that's the thing, or, 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 or is, is the trade-off, you know, do you get the... That's, that's what I'm wondering, because you don't want to go from, within the U.S., they get about a million, 1.5, 2 million, maybe, I'm guessing. Right. And, and here's... To go to 100,000. Here's, here's <laughs> my thing about Chivas. I know that, you know, it's nice, you know, that Caliente is their, is their shirt sponsor. That's great. Whatever. Why on earth wouldn't they get a sponsor that has a stake in both countries? Well, I mean, they've had like Coca-Cola, Pepsi. Well, I'm talking about their main shirt sponsor. And just, you know, and, and Chivas, frankly, uh, Joel, you know, we, I know we, we make fun of them, but Let's face it, Chivas is the most talked about team in Liga MX, which means that they get the team that gets the most publicity. Yeah. Well, that... America beat them to that because they have Home Depot. Well, I get that, but but they also have a whole bunch of other stuff. But yeah, but you're right, though. Exactly. America has Home Depot. America learned their lesson because they had the Huawei a few years ago. <laughs> and that, yeah. was all, that was only for Mexico. And they're like, you know, we got to have something for both. And they also have AT&T for both. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it makes... Oh yeah, America, man. Uh, they've been they've been running a tight ship there. Has to be said. They have certainly uh, because of you know as much as we talk about how much uh, 
uh, Santos has modernized and, uh, you know, they're, if, if, and you know how the, the, the Monterrey teams have done, but it, 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 I can't believe I'm going to say it. Joel? <laughs> you go wash your mouth okay, after thanks. this. John. Thank you. But it, 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 it is after, after the, after the Michelle Bauer catastrophe and then with Pelaez coming in has, and this is with Santiago Baños, but, but has there been a, a better run team in Liga MX over the past couple of years than America? There just has. Yeah, I, can, I just really, yeah, honestly, I, I mean, you probably had Monterrey during the Buse, the Buse era. You know, you know how it you know? how it feels I mean, like Hoel when we have to yeah. make make that kind of uh, acknowledgement of of a team that you don't necessarily have the. <laughs> Is have you ever tried to like like hold yourself and throw, from throwing up, right? And like, oh, you, man. Know, you know it's coming, you, and some of it sneaks out and, and gets in your nose. Yeah, that's, well, you know that's how it feels like for us talking about this right now. Oh man, well, well, praise yourself, John. Oh. Yeah, we could say the two Monterrey teams come close, but America's really the full package because uh, not only are they debuting, you know, they're they're bringing out. The good canteranos, like quality players, uh, and and bringing in good foreigners, they're also making a lot of money selling abroad. Yeah, they they they. I mean, it is it is just a complete. Uh, and you know they have the with with the the good sponsorship deals. They've they've toned down their uniforms a little bit as far as as far as <laughs> yeah. the, as far as the crazy on the on the sponsors and also the design. So no, it's. Uh, yeah, and you know, and and then the other one was, uh, you know, they kind of put an end to that whole. If you're sending a player to Europe, you have to send them cheap, right? You know, no one's saying anything right now, but they've sold for a good for a good price where they don't have to lose money, which I don't think any club should have to lose money. <clears throat> no, you're exactly right. I mean, they've made. And it's not just the Mexican players that they've sold. I mean, they they obviously sold the Marchesin and uh, and, and and Mateos. So I mean, they. <sighs> <laughs> I think I could just. Hey, Chihuahua! I mean, seriously, it's just you know. <laughs> no, I mean they, they've and you know they have they have a good coach. Uh, they have a good. Uh, you know, system that they, that they've obviously put in place. They're marketing themselves well. They're positioning themselves well, and the, and I mean, and, and like you said, they've they've been able to. And, and the other thing that they've done, Joel, which I think is very interesting, is that they've, uh, they are, bringing back, uh, the Mexican superstars. Yeah, they got that too now. And that's something they that they obviously <laughs> Hugo Sanchez is, is Hugo Sanchez is from Pumas. But he played yeah. how, how many years did he play with America? Disgusting. You know how disgusting that was? Well, also also Luis Garcia. <sighs> you know, uh, they, they asked uh, they asked Hugo about that. Eh, me estoy avergonzado. I mean, yeah, I would be too. I would be too. <clears throat> man, why'd you have to bring that up, Hoyle? I don't know, man. We had to give their just two, man. We're man. let it be known that the Cantina we are we, we give everyone a fair shake. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I, 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 I dropped I drop that on you tonight. So. No. no. 
Have, although I, I did. Uh, have you have you seen the have you have you watched the the, the entirety of the Taco Chronicles yet on on Netflix? No, I've only seen the first. The Pastor. Oh, that was. Yeah, the Mexico City one. I've I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've never drooled so much watching a watching an episode of anything <laughs> more than I than I did watching that Pastor. And it's funny because I watched it with my sister, and she actually—I mean, I left when I was really young, so uh, I didn't get to experience any of you know the quote-unquote formative years in, in Mexico. My sister did; she graduated from 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 uh, high school in Mexico City, so she got to—you know—kids uh, are treated a lot more like adults at a much younger age in, in a country like Mexico. So she got to experience some of that, and there was a part in the. In that pastor documentary where they say and, uh, and 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 the only way to have a pastor is you got to be standing up. She and she goes, "That's right." It, it, it cracked me up. <laughs> you know what got to me was uh, they were talking about how you stop there if you're going to the airport. Right. It's like a mandatory stop, and the medica guy that uh, you know, it's kind of how he broke the news that he was going to Ajax. Did he, did he do it at, the, at that taqueria? Yeah, it was a tweet from the taqueria where he, he stopped to, to say goodbye. Not a tweet, it was an Instagram post. Uh, really? That's how, that's so, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is before going to Ajax, he needed, you know. He wasn't going to get none of that. Oh, no. In Holland, so load up on El Pastor before. They do, they do have to a the couple Netherlands. of. Uh, they, they do go to LA a couple times in the. In the, in the uh, yeah, I noticed. I wanted to see if see if in the, in the, anything uh, close in the car, the carne asada, the carne asada one and in uh, in the guisado one. So, but uh, but the tacos de canasta was uh, I, I, I I was uh, unfamiliar with the <clears throat> so it was uh, very very uh, very interesting. Anyway, definitely, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're recommending that, and we're recommending the, uh, the the FIFA official World Cup films, which are which which are fascinating. Joel, we uh, we have we had the English Premier League uh, started this week, uh, and it looks like uh, you know just as it has been, there's going to be a couple teams that dom- dominate, and there'll be everybody else. And this year, it looks like again it'll be Liverpool and uh, and and Manchester City. But uh, Manchester City blew up Chicharito's uh, poor little hammers, five 0 He didn't. He didn't. Did he play? I know he started in the bench. He played, and I mean, he, I mean, you know, there was like you know, possession is ninety ten or whatever. You know, it's just it's very difficult. Was Was he a starter though? No, he came off. Uh, and, he came, yeah, okay. He came off the bench, but he but he did play. He's wearing number nine now. So I remember. I remember that. That's when you knew he was staying. There were still rumors of teams being interested in him from Spain, and next thing you know, he's he's uh, they're introducing you know, the new numbers. If he wasn't such a chiva, I w- it wouldn't shock me if America made made a move for him too. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I keep saying it. Um, they've already been working on that. I know they they've been already trying to woo uh, Carlos Vela. Oh, you think so? Yeah, there's, there's, they've talked to him already, and uh, and I think it's up to him. Right. Who knows? He could very well just retire at Galaxy because he's so 
comfortable. There's no need for him to, to well, I move. Think, I think Chicharito has a future in television, but I think his future in television is going to be in this country. In the, in the U.S.? Yep. Because he speaks English. And I think that, yeah. this, that, 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 that this country is dying to have an English-speaking, uh, extremely well-known I did not uh, think Mexican of that. soccer player uh, to be on there. Yeah. And, I mean, let's face it, you know, now he's not, you know, Cantina good looking. <laughs> but, you know, he's, 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 he's a decent looking guy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, so Cheech got, team got washed. They got, they got and, whooped. Uh, they got whooped. Was, but but uh, with uh, Raul, they stole a point. They did. They had a couple of uh, they had a couple of chances to uh, to to win. They actually scored a goal, but uh, but but VAR uh, uh, took it away, and rightly so. And uh, so yeah, and then Varela had a couple of like you know decent chances that he didn't get any. You know, it's funny. Uh, I know that people always. And I'm sure all fans do this, but just you know, complain bitterly about. Well, you had two chances and he didn't score. It's like, well, you know what? That's why games are one nothing. But in the in that FIFA World Cup uh, from 19 Mexico 1970, uh, they were talking about how bad Brazil was in England. Of course, they were talking about how you know how badly they got hacked. But they said, you know, you know, they said Pele who failed in England. Was he gonna fail again? And like the very first thing you see of Pele is like him missing an open net. So it it, <laughs> it, it, it does happen. It does happen. You know. Well, John, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but and going off of that whole hacking that Brazil got in '66, that was when after that they introduced the card system, they right? Did, for they, 1970. That is correct. Yes, because I think Pelé had threatened not to play. He's like, <laughs> I'm not coming into this hack fest, you know? Right. If they're just going to allow teams to just beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Exactly. I don't, so I don't we, blame it. So we had uh, we had that happen, and then and then today, and man, I'm just I'm, you know I need, I need to start. Oh, there it is. So 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 today, Hoy, we had uh, uh, Manchester United play Chelsea, and and they just put a put a vicious whooping on them, beating them uh, beating them four nil this morning. I've ever seen such cruelty. And, uh, it was the coach, right? It was his first go around. It was yeah, Frank Lampard's first uh, game in the Premier League. Oh, and you know, and Chelsea were very unlucky. They had, you know, they missed, they hit the post a couple times in the first half, and just uh, had some chances. Uh, uh, Christian Pulisic came off the bench, and uh, you know, it was uh, you know, the, you know, Chelsea be fine, he'll be fine, but uh, not 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 the best of starts. For for Chelsea now they they do have the VAR uh, in England for the first time this year in the Premier League, and uh, for whatever reason it just it, it, it's like you know England uh, and seem like their fans are just absolutely horrified by it until uh, until their team benefits and then then they're they're like thrilled with it as you know just like it was in the uh, in the World Cup but uh, there was one Hoyle that that had a three minute delay. And they decided that uh that it was Raheem Sterling's arm, was was you know his his, you know three millimeters of his shoulder were 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 offside, and they determined that 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 a goal was disallowed from that. Well, you, if if you're gonna have VAR, you cannot take three minutes to make a decision. You just you just can't, it, uh, unless you see something that is, 
that clearly represents uh, a decision either one way or the other uh, that, that you can make then other other than than how the play was 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 adjudged it has to stand you you cannot waste three minutes looking at every angle you know frame by frame to because you've obviously determined at that point what you've done is is is, is, is that you've made up your mind and you're just looking for the evidence to, to to prove your point i saw your tweet john from earlier yeah one minute if you can't decide in one minute yeah I'm actually. I think 90 seconds. I thought. I, I think is more than reasonable because you only have like, like one or two and a, and a half anyway. So it's, it's, it's yeah. really not that much. Yeah, but you can't. You can't do the three. You you, you can't do the three minutes. And I also do think, and I think this is where where where, uh, where Martina and I uh, differ, is it is it is it a coach should be able to to if if VAR didn't do something like like think of the the Brazil Argentina match, where there was a clear penalty in an Argentina that the VAR didn't even that didn't even call the ref over to look at. Uh, and 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 I don't think anybody at home even saw a replay of of what happened. So uh, I, I think in a situation like that, I think a coach has the right to. Hey, I want to look. I want y'all to look at that. I want the referee to look at that. And you think once? And just do once, once per half. No, or, once, or once, just once per match. Once per match. Period. Only once per match. Only so once you say wisely. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I've ever asked you, Hoy. What what is your overall uh, opinion and assessment of, of of the VAR? How do you feel about it? Oh man, <clears throat> I, I do think it's uh, that's a good question. Um, now there are there are instances when you wanna you wanna have the bar just just so that like the whole no era penal going back to 2014, which pretty sure would have showed that it was indeed a penal. <laughs> right. Uh, but you do want you want stuff like that. Uh, I do think with Bar Argentina could have won that. The, well, at least they would have been better poised to have won the World Cup at 2014. There was a one penalty. Um, I don't know if you remember Aguero going into the box. He gets brought in like, like right at the edge, almost coming in. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Against against Germany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I do think we've seen some some injustices, and with football, I mean, it's not like most of the, especially national team football, it's not like you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, next season, right? You know, it could be four years, and four years could turn into twelve, into you know, so on into, and into, so on, into thirty six years, like 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 into, Peru. Yeah, which we uh, Ireland was the one against uh, against France that qualifier, right? Going into twenty ten, and it was it was messed up. So yeah, I, in in for in that sense, I do I I think it's it's um it's warranted. It it is needed. It could make a good difference. And then we're beginning to see the ugly side, where people are beginning to say that. Uh, you know, it's going to be used to take advantage. But I'm not sure what it is that they're going to take advantage. Well, just, just, you know, people just like to complain. Well, there's definitely a no shortage of, uh, of, of, of that. You know, I, well, 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 just, just real quick. Well, maybe not using it, but not using it, as you said, 
there there are instances where the the ref won't even go to it, and then that just goes to it how you think it should be modified, which I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's 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 just you know situations where you just want to be apps. You know, I'm not saying that you want. Obviously, you want to get a favorable result, but you just want to be absolutely sure. It's like, hey, wait a second, that looks like, you know, clear as day. Like, like in the in the in the Pumas uh, Tijuana match, there was a play that, uh, it, it did go to our but like, like it looked like, you know, how many times have you seen a VAR where you think something looks like one thing, and it ends up being, and then they, they decide the other way. It's like that. That always makes me. Uh, a little, uh, a little. But no, what I, what I will say about VAR is, is that the only way it can work well, I think, is if, if is if the the referees that are that are watching the video and then and their communication with are, are at the site. They they can't go to some like central headquarters. I think that that's just a just a terrible uh, way to way, way way to decide those things. So it's just my my personal opinion on that. It's uh, it, it's because. <sighs> Uh, well, I, I really, really can't uh, frankly discuss it, but uh, not my, not my, not my particular choice. Well, we are recording. But you, you are pro var. Oh, there's no question. I am, and uh, yeah. and I mean, I, I th- but but what? But the other thing I, I do, I do think is, is that is that you can decide fairly quickly if if, if uh, you know un- un- unless and again you can look at eight or. If the first four angles aren't showing you what you're looking for, you know what, what, whatever it is that you're trying to find, then the next four aren't going to show it either. So you know, make up your mind pretty quickly. And I think that with 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 VAR, you know, as long as the the, the evidence is indisputable, then yeah, make the decision. But but when it gets into the gray areas where you can't decide, you know, like I can't, I I can't tell if this guy is offsides or not. And but then call him offsides. Then guess what? He ain't offsides. If you if you if you can't make the decision. Then, uh, then don't make a decision. And I think that that's the that's the area of the VAR that that needs to be improved. And they, they Work to for it. me. I mean, I was watching the Copa America. I mean, they had like nine minutes of stoppage time, and that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And it was because you know the VAR was taking you know three and four minutes. Again, if you're if you take <laughs> if you're if you're taking that long, then you're looking for a reason to change the clock. So uh, that is my uh, my my own little two cents there on 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 bar. Hoy we have a we have, we have a, a big week coming up in in Liga Mekis. Uh, Leon had a bye week and uh, they, they did after after the bye week. Leon uh, has uh, Chivas. Oh, oh. Hello. Yes, they have uh, they have Chivas next. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, I'm a little worried. Uh, I do see Leon as being favorites, especially they're playing at home. Uh, it'll be on. T- I, it'll be on TV for the Chivas fans because it's. And it will be on TV. Uh, so that's the positive. But I think uh, if Chivas, at least, they should be able to bounce back. Uh, you know, I think they have Necaxa. They host Necaxa afterwards, and Necaxa has been one of those teams that hasn't been doing too well. So I, I think, uh, yeah, a bit, a bit interesting to see how they do against Leon. 
they did do well against Tigres, but that was at home. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how much boys' team is progressing because they've been slowly improving. Uh, you know, despite all the flack they're getting. Sure. They, they've been slowly improving. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of the big games, I would say, for Chivas. They have, How is it you're, you're playing the runner-up? They have a talented yeah. team. I mean, Chivas, is uh, they have players. They, they have horses in that stable. There's no reason yes. uh, why, 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 why people should be surprised if Chivas is playing well. So... And uh, really, yeah. the, the other the other big match of the week, Joel, uh, would be would be a Monterrey uh, receiving Toluca on us on a you know prime time Saturday night. Yeah, that's that's what we were saying. That could be that could be La Volpe's farewell party. Oh, uh, especially if they get crushed, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't think that's you don't you doubt it. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, if they, if they lose like seven nothing, I could see it. But I mean, you know, Monterrey's been struggling too. They did get a very late winner from from Miguel Layun over in uh, in uh, Tierras Purépechas in in Morelia. So uh, uh, you know, Monterrey, uh, you know, they need to get off the Schneid too. So th- that one is uh, uh, probably the, the the highlight. of the, And then of course, uh, you know, Veracruz Joel will will hope to continue their their thirty game uh, non winning streak. When they oh, visit, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty City. sad, man. Uh, they visit Mexico City and play Pumas. They had, they had released the presser before the Atlas game, you know, talking about how they want to, you know, they're aware of the slump. They want to make the city proud again. And they end up losing. Um, didn't, wait, which game was it? John, my mind is failing me. Where a player had a penalty kick and he gets injured. It was it was it was Veracruz. It was, it was against Atlas. They were up one zero. It was Kazim Richards. He misses the, he, he misses How... the penalty and then whether or not he's injured or not, I mean he's 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 lying on the ground, you know, in agony. Uh, you know, they had to stretch I mean, to the point where they had to stretch him off and uh and uh you know, you know, sub in for him. So. Oh man, that's just yeah, that that's pretty sad. So I mean, ouch, Veracruz would have been better off, better off, and say, "Wunda, man, just right. so, take your time. You could be back in a year or two. Uh, so but no, we, they're they're right here. Just yeah, it's uh, you know, you know, as long as I've been paying attention to the guy making Veracruz is just one of those, just one of those fringe teams that is just they they can't ever seem to. Uh, man, poor Pirata, man. Yeah. That guy must be rolling in his grave. Yeah, so um, they, they've won titles. Well. It's not like so, I mean, you know, they, you know, they're one of the original, original Liga Mekis teams, and they they won the, uh, they've won two first division titles. Of course, the last one was in 1950. So if, if, if as much as we might like to make fun of Atlas Joel, I think that we might have to start. Um, they by a year. Diverting, diverting some of that attention toward. Uh, Exactly. Toward, but Veracruz uh, Cruz did win, I think, Copa MX. Well, I think Atlas has won a Copa MX too, haven't they? No, not in not a, not since it was relaunched. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I thought that they had. Anyway, so those are the uh, those are the uh, compelling matchups there for the uh, for for Liga MX, and we'll see if uh, Veracruz. Who who do they go up against? Pumas. Pumas. 
Pumas. Oh, well then, yeah, if you're Pumas, you're coming out of a two-game losing streak. I mean, you're coming from a two-game. I think that's 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 the guy, man. You could kick, you could kick uh, Santa Cruz while they're down. Yeah, no, we. I mean, that's uh, it's an absolute must-win for Pumas to to, to get off their. Uh, and uh, it's in Seoul. It's in Seoul, where where they've beaten okay. Veracruz eight zero before in Seoul. So hopefully they can string up another one. Now, uh, one team that we should probably mention, Joel, before we before we get off the air here tonight is uh, is Querétaro, who. Uh, ah yes. Who, King Midas. Who uh, who have ten points and got a super duper late winner, uh, to to beat Pachuca over the weekend, and then, and they're in second place, so they are uh, just a couple points behind as they have, they have three wins and a draw. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 King Midas who's who's getting it going yeah. once again. Yeah, they definitely have to be the surprise team, uh, more so than Santos, just because man, it's it's Querétaro. It, they didn't bring any big names, and it's it's mainly just I would pin it down to really excellent coaching from Busetich, who uh, I'm surprised he's at Querétaro. He should be at a bigger club. Querétaro is, is right smack between Guadalajara and Mexico City. So it's, <clears throat> it's in a good geographic location. You know, they have a Clásico with, with León, the Clásico del Bajío. Yeah, see, see, going back to what I was saying, they just, the, the Liga MX really needs to promote this more. They need to go out of their way and promote these these Clásicos more. And uh, so people could start seeing them as such. And then you have more heated games. They, they become better. Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've long said that Liga Mekis needs to uh, aggregate their, their TV contracts, and, uh, and, and if they ever do that, then one thing they can do, like you said, is is to promote these. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I covered the the Argentine league in the early two thousands for Gold dot com, and uh, pretty much every match was a Clásico. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> pretty much every game, I was like, "What this Clásico too?" Uh, it's like Oprah: you get a Clásico, you get a Clásico. <laughs> Every, every, you know, because especially if you're, well, yeah, they're, they're cross-town rivals pretty much, every, given how close a lot of sure. these teams are. But 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 Mex, Liga MX does have the history, and uh, there is a history there. There is. I mean, uh, I think America plays the most Clásicos because they play one against Guadalajara, <coughs> they play one against Cruz Azul, one against Pumas, and I think Pumas, that, yeah, that, 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 that I think that we should probably include Toluca in there Yeah. Uh, for, for, for them. And then uh, you know the Tigres has their Clásico against uh, uh, Monterrey, obviously, and then you know they probably have one against uh, against Pumas too, uh, because of the, you know at least at least they used to with with the when they had university stronger university affiliations. We will uh, we'll say, and uh, you know obviously Guadalajara has the América and they have the Atlas. They would have UDG uh, if, if if UDG was. Uh, was still in the uh, still in the league, and frankly, uh, you know, Udeje is a very popular team in Guadalajara. <coughs> yeah. So uh, it'd be good to see them back in the back in the Gamekis uh, again at some point. Only if only to see their 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 suit, just their unbelievably good uniforms. Just a, just a great looking uniform. From I mean, I've always liked the the black, the yellow, and the red stripes. I mean, that that is a good look. Very identifiable. Very smart. 
you know, you what you look at Cruz Azul and it's like, is that Chelsea or Cruz? Oh, it's 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 it's, it's Cruz Azul. You know, they look exactly alike. So uh, good for, you know, uh, Joel, I'll leave you with with this thought. You know, we talked about how how great America has been. Oh, I can't believe I brought it up again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> But, Great and America in the same sentence. Yeah. But but you know the, the one <laughs> the one thing they have you know they 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 brought back a look of, of one of their former uniforms you know one of their more iconic yes uniforms. But their most iconic uniform with you know with the the the, the kind of half the baseball shirt with the with with the blue and yellow kind of stripes on on the arms and and the big uh, triangle down the chest. Uh, uniform that they have, that that is that is by far their most iconic uniform and then the fact that they haven't brought back a design like like I think I think Memo Choa wore a, a a goalie sweater that was kind of in that design uh at uh, you know for a couple of games but but that is really if if, if they wanted to to make the the, uh, the 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 transformation you know the 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 complete you know going from the empire to the first order is is is, is when they you know bring back that shirt and say you know let's not forget who we are Well, speaking of memoir, he hasn't debuted with, with. He had uh, passport problems, which which tend. I mean, how do you have passport Still. problems? <laughs> well, yeah, Go, <laughs> going back into your own country. Well, I'll tell you what happened. He let his Mexican passport expire. Is what he did. Oh man! Because he because he was thinking he was going to get. Uh... This, this reminds me of the London Donovan commercial, where he's trying to sneak into Mexico. Oh, to buy the lottery tickets. <laughs> That was brilliant. I could see Memo trying to sneak back into Mexico. Yeah, so he'll oh. uh, he'll he'll make his debut probably, uh, if not next week, then the the, the week after. For uh, I, I forgot that oh, we, we, we didn't talk about that. And uh, uh, I'll ask you, Hoyle, and we'll, we'll wrap up with this. Was 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 Memo's uh, career in Europe? Would you consider it a, a success or not a success? Oh man, I, it's I'm in defense with that. Um, I can if I say it's not it's not because of his performances because whenever he he was whenever he started whenever he played um, he delivered uh, and, if, and if you guys check Twitter to this day uh, La Liga's Twitter will post uh, they post um, Memo's best saves <laughs> and I'm like why are you guys you know like I don't get why they do that, but but they love putting him. Um, is he just had the bad luck, or I would say the misfortune, of not playing in a better team, and uh, nothing against Standard, but we we definitely thought he was gonna be in like at least mid tire team in in La Liga or even EPL. Right. So that in that sense, it does feel like 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 it was a. a what do you call it, John? Well, I call it snake bit. No, no, not snake bit. You were no. saying if it was a success or not a success. Yeah, in that in that sense, you could kind of, but I, I would just say it's just not, you know, maybe not having a better a better agent, right? And the mistakes he made with moving when he moved that made it difficult for him to secure a European Union passport. Yeah, I think that that was probably his uh, his, his, his biggest uh, 
uh, setback was 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 not having that passport, so that the, the teams were were never going to use. Uh, you know, the, you know, goalies just don't go for very much, and in, in, because they're, you know, there's a lot of goalies. Yeah, and so I mean, uh, it was not never lack of talent, or not being able to compete at that level. He's shown it at the highest level, which is like the, you could say the World Cup, arguably right up there with Champions League. Sure. And and he's he's proven it, you know, that he could, he he's he could go up against the best of them. So I. Yeah, it it was just just the fact that you could say it was not a success, but I mean, he got to live in some really nice places. Yeah, he did. <laughs> just, I can't begrudge that. Well, well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, is it you know did did, did he have success, you know, as far as uh, achievements with with the team? You know, did 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 he win? Championships or trophies, whatever. And the answer is no. Did 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 he achieve personal success in 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 in, in, in playing and playing consistently for the better part of eight years in uh, in in foreign lands and like you said, uh, getting to live in, in in Corsica, which you know I don't know if, if you remember, I think Medio Tempo or maybe it was Televisa did a story on. And here's Memo's house, and he's living like on the coast. You know, he's got this. Um, his beachfront property. Um, exactly. Um, but those, no, even better. Up, up on a cliff, just this unbelievable ocean view, of a, uh, and 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 that's where he, uh, you know, I can't remember if he was renting or if he bought, you know, whatever it was. It was a really nice place. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, yeah, he's he's really, you know, suffering in a hot show, you know, getting to live in a place like that. Just, <laughs> and then he gets to go to, to Malaga, which is on the Costa del Sol, you know, just be this absolutely beautiful city, and and Granada. And then Liège, you know, Belgium may, may not necessarily be as sexy as as uh, Corsica or or uh, southern Spain, but you know, you know, Belgium's got is is not 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 a bad little spot either. There and uh and yeah yeah so I I, I think on on, on a personal uh, um, and and a and a professional in in the sense of him being a professional athlete, I think it was a a, a, a huge success that that he got this you know he he had he fathered three kids. While he was over there, you know, he grew his family. You know, he got to live, like I said, in amazing places and played, and 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 proved himself. You know, just you know, just he did, unfortunately on on the business end of it, I think, uh, you know, the, some mistakes were made, and I think it prevented him from yeah. from 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 making that gigantic leap into into one of those teams because they they just they just they're not going to waste their their resources on, on and on and standard did want him to stay. Yeah, they did. They wanted him to stay, but I mean, Televisa drove a dump truck full of cash. <laughs> I want a dump truck and, full of cash driven to my house at some point. <laughs> it was like, John, yeah. you want to come live over here? And But I heard um, his family lives in L.A. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what I heard. That he So that Memo's family is going to live in Los Angeles. And it, well, his contract's America's going to expire I think after the World Cup so 2022 and uh, who knows he might end up playing in uh, you know in an LA team at least for a year or two Colleagues could play well into their 40s so uh, it's true I mean Conejo Perez played you know well into his 70s so I mean yeah Conejo Soros Rex exactly <laughs> you are exactly correct. 
yeah, so uh, I think that should that should just about wrap it up there, Joel. We you know we've gone over a lot of topics here on the Cantina MX podcast. We we we, we talked Chivas, we talked we Santos, did. we talked Toluca, we talked America. Uh, we, we we talked a little. We we, we talked get it. Ah, we we missed yeah. something, John. Well, we and did. I can't believe we missed it. What did we miss? Is, is this your way of calling Tigres and Equipo Chico? We <laughs> we just had Guignac. Oh, oh you're right. Become <laughs> become the all-time leading goal scorer for the Tigers. He had a hundred and five, and they did they did him a a big ceremony. Right there at the volcano, they had a mariachi playing "Si Siendo el Rey." No, but not only, not, uh, only, not only, went the by, fans. Had under, 105 mariachis, one for every really? goal. one for every goal. Yeah. Oh, I did not see. I did not know that. Yeah, and the fans goal. did like a big French flag in the stands. And and how did how did, Gignac, how did Gignac respond, Hoyle? Uh, with a hat trick in the first 20 minutes of the game. Wow! Scored a, scored a hat trick. <laughs> well, yeah. Imagine before I go to work. I can walk them like that. Uh, yeah. I would probably perform well for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm lucky there's three donuts, man. Um, all stale. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah. So Tigres, Tigres uh, has their their hero in Guignac, and uh, and this this is well. Is this? Lucas last season, or or is no, he going into twenty twenty? Oh, you know that's a good question. I'm not sure. I think his contract expires in twenty, so I guess it would be the end of next season. Will be yeah. Will, so will be the his last. This could be it. Yeah, and they interviewed Boy about it because Thomas Boy had the previous record, and he was very classy about it. Right. Yeah, he said he could have probably scored a bit more goals because he said that. He missed because of the World Cup. They took him out for the whole year. Mm -hmm. So he said he missed that one year and that another year he spent um, lesionado. But he's like, you know what, uh, that's just speculations. And and he was just talking about how great of a player. He was very classy. He, he was actually very classy, uh, you know, given, that, given that, that scuffle they had in match week one. Between Gignac and uh, Boy, that's uh, Boy it gets it suspended. Took, it took uh, Gignac out of his game, so it worked. <laughs> it did. Hey, you know you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, that's that's the dark hearts, man. That's the colmillo. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, man. Tomas Boy is, uh, as you pointed out, they don't call him a jefe because he tended to a rose garden. You know he. He 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 takes command. He he does whatever it takes to to, to get the results. That he, he is, does. He is well versed in the in, in the dark arts. Oh, had probably time for us to wrap it up. Yeah, it is. It is now. We 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 hit theaters now, which was missing. We did. We did. And uh, you know, I kind of like these Sunday night shows. I think everything is kind of fresh, fresh in your mind, and you know, we can we can do a wrap up and then. Uh, you know, if, if things we have to preview, we can we can get into that. And uh, the one thing I do miss about doing the Thursday shows is we always get the like the like the beat like the the lavandera stuff during the week. So that, that's, that's true. Of, that's that's when the cheese are yeah, in full swing. That, 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 that's kind of the trade off there. So we'll have to 
Well, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any cheesemas right now. Well, yeah, exactly. There's, there's no cheesemas to have because <laughs> you know we're missing out on 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 four days worth of cheesemas generation. Yeah. When we have a podcast on on uh, on Sunday nights, you know, all we can talk about are the games, and really, who wants to hear about that? Uh, <laughs> I don't mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, we're uh, of course we're just we're just playing around here in the Cantina Mix podcast. Uh, any, any 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 final thoughts, Joel? Uh, before we before we say goodbye. Mm. No, not really, not really, sir. Um, it should be another interesting week coming in, but we'll see how that plays off. Yeah, and then uh, you know, in about uh, in about two weeks, we're gonna get uh, an- another list from uh, from. Tata. From Tata, so we'll see if yeah. uh, if, if if Cheech and Corona and and Ecuador well, and, the, all, and all and all and all Gio, and, you and mean? They're saying that back. Gio might be the the new addition or the return returning addition. Well, you know, uh, Giovanni had a, a spectacular game uh, last week, coming on as a sub, uh, where we got to play a half at the, at the Azteca, which I think is, uh, you know good for him and you know he got he had a, a really good assist and I go you know i was you know, another uh, thing before we wrap it up just real quickly Hoa, you mentioned giovanni has there been another mexican player who has been as good uh, a counterattacker as giovanni is i will say no i mean well you did have ramon ramirez but yeah uh, but but how many times did, did giovanni just serve up a, a just a perfect pass for someone to set out a pinza at an open net I mean, that, no, that, that no, is it's true. specialty. It's true. It's true. I mean, his. I mean, he his his layoffs are just are just just impeccable. Just a just a terrific counterattacker, and 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 has been throughout. Isn't? I mean, those two goals he scored in Costa Rica were, or I mean, he didn't score them. Uh, you know, Franco and Guardado scored, but I mean, those were Giovanni's goals. Just uh, a, 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 and, and, and tremendous. So, so I would love to see. If uh, if Giovanni does come into the fold with uh, with Tata, if if Tata can exploit that from Giovanni a little bit, because uh, you know Tata's he's okay with counterattack too. Yes, he is. So, well, Hoya, we'll have we'll have a we'll have a good week, and uh, we will uh, be on again uh, at some point uh, in the near future here on the Cantina Makers podcast. And while again, we'll try and figure out a way to get back on the uh, back on the live stream, but uh, we're 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 trying to figure that out as we as we go on in this in this crazy new world that we're living in. Anyway, my name is John Jagu for Hoala Seves and everyone else here in the Cantina Makes Podcast. I bid you all good evening and we will talk to you again next time.